0: hello everybody and welcome to the 1853 podcast of monmouth college i'm dwayne bonifer in the monmouth college office of communications and marketing and this is the 1853 podcast a weekly program in which we tell you about the people events programs and history that make monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college and we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds in this third edition of the 1853 podcast of Mamas 2018-19 school year, we'll get a preview of Fusion Fest 5. It's coming up this Saturday, September 8th at Mamas Fusion Theater. We'll also visit with women's soccer coach Nick Rizzo. His fighting Scots are off to a 2-0 start. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, let's take a look at several upcoming events at Monmouth. It will be a busy and festive Saturday at April Zorn Memorial Stadium. That's because the Monmouth football team will play its home opener at 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. The Scots lost their season opener last Saturday, 32-7, at a very tough number 18-ranked Wheaton College. It certainly won't get any easier for Chad Braun Scots this weekend as Monmouth plays Wartburg College, another top 20 team. Kickoff is 1 o'clock. And if you're coming to the game, be sure to come to campus a few hours early on Saturday. That's so you can attend the first of what will be several pregame lectures this season. Dubbed the Great Lectures Series, the lectures will be given from 10 to 11 in the morning in Patti Auditorium this year before every home football game. Each lecture will feature a Mammoth College faculty member teaching a class that's representative of their discipline. The first lecture of the season will be given by Bob Simmons of the Classics Department. He will present Finding Reality in Fake News, An Ancient Greek Perspective. And that lecture, which is free and open to the public, once again will be from 10 to 11 in the morning this Saturday in Petit Auditorium in the Center for Science and Business. A big thanks to political science professor Andre Audet for coordinating what promises to be a great lecture series this football season. Speaking of Bob Simmons, be sure to mark your calendar for Saturday, September 29. That will be the 4th Classics Day Festival, or more appropriately, Roman numeral 4. The event, which is free and open to the public, will be held from 1 to 4 in the afternoon on Saturday, September 29 on the Monmouth Campus Quad. We'll hear from Bob about Classics Day Festival 4 in an upcoming podcast. If you like young adult literature, be sure to be in room 273 in Monmouth College's Center for Science and Business at 630 in the evening on Wednesday, September 11. That's when author Faith Harkey, who's published two young adult books, will give a talk. Monmouth educational studies professor Tammy LaPrade says you don't want to miss an opportunity to hear from author Faith Harkey and during that talk she's going to ta- she's going to address some of the experiences and share some of the things that um, she experienced growing up in a rural area and how that has informed her writing. Tammy says that Faith Harkey will also meet with Monmouth Educational Studies students to help them learn how to select books for elementary school students once they become teachers. What I think about and start talking about is, um, you know, when we choose books um, in our in our classrooms, you know, how might we help students to. Um, connect to those books and and lived experience and and finding connections to uh, Some of the the characters in the book or is just one way that um, I think is ideal to Work with students in language arts and in elementary schools. Once again, you don't want to miss young adult author Faith Harkey She'll speak at 630 in the evening on Wednesday September 11 in room 273 of Monmouth College's Center for Science and Business there's a story about her talk on the Mammoth College website, which, of course, is monmouthcollege.edu. Don't forget about the current exhibit in the Len G. Everett Gallery, which is over in the Hughes Library. Altered States, Painting Myanmar in a Time of Transition features pieces from the collection of Ian Holiday of the University of Hong Kong. It's on display in Monmouth's Len G. Everett Gallery in Hughes Library through September 21. Art professor Stephanie Baugh says this first exhibit of the school year features a variety of artists from Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, who work in a variety of styles and in a wide range of subject matter.
1: And one of the motivating factors for Dr. Holliday was to uh, put Myanmar in people's conversations, to show uh, work that's coming out of there, the artwork, and the lives of the people who are uh, living through this transition and how they respond to it.
0: And right next to the Everett Gallery in Gallery 203, visitors to altered states can get some perspective of Myanmar.
1: Uh, director of the Asian Studies minor, Michelle Damian, has worked with our new curator, um, Hannah Riley, really, to pull objects out of our collection to exhibit that relate to Buddhist ideas and um, sort of the history of Buddhism in the East as a way to give some context for this exhibition.
0: That's art professor Stephanie Baugh discussing altered states, painting Myanmar in a time of transition. It's on display through September 21 in the Len G. Everett Gallery in the Hughes Library. To read more about it, check out the story in the news section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is mammothcollege.edu slash news. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, this weekend marks the football home opener for Mammoth College. It also marks the opening of Mammoth's 2018-19 theater season. Opening the season for the fifth consecutive year is Fusion Fest. Fusion Fest 5 will be held 7.30 Saturday night on September 8 at the college's Fusion Theater, which is down on Main Street. Theater Professor Vanessa Campagna says that Fusion Fest is unlike anything else the Theater Department will present this season. It's a bit like cramming at the start of the semester.
1: Fusion Fest, in short, is a 24-hour play festival, so it is indeed short. Uh, Brand new plays, written largely by students. We do have one faculty playwright, uh, Professor David Wright. They stay up for 12 hours, 7.30 p.m. to about 6 o'clock a.m. is when the scripts come due. And um, burning that midnight oil, so to speak, writing a brand new 10-minute play. Early in the morning, those get sent over to a fabulous student associate, producing artistic director Amanda Grissom. She will print those hot off the press by 7.30 a.m. Teams of student actors and directors get those scripts in their hands. They rehearse for 12 hours, and then at 7.30 p.m. on a Saturday, those brand new plays Get performed in front of a live audience.
0: As Vanessa says, Fusion Fest is low stakes theater all around.
1: It is low stakes theater. And that is a really great way to start off a theater season because we have brand new students coming in who might have some nervousness, some trepidation about getting involved in theater at a brand new campus. So this is a 12 hour commitment for brand new actors. When you're trying to acclimate to a new college, we're not asking for five weeks of your time. It's a great way to get to meet people. And audience expectations, admittedly, are pretty low. Everybody knows these plays were written in 12 hours, so we're not expecting Shakespeare or Chekhov. Though maybe we'll get one. I'm always optimistic. Um, And no one's expecting the actors to have crafted these really complex, nuanced characters. We're not even expecting perfect memorization. We all know these were done in 12, hours of rehearsal and my job is to make sure the audience knows that
0: theater senior amanda grissom from eldridge iowa is one of those directors who will have 12 hours to bring a new play to life she's also the production's assistant producing director
2: Uh, I receive the plays at 6am on Saturday morning, I print them off, Um, I make sure everyone's got a copy who needs one and then I take my team of actors and my script that I have just seen for the first time that morning um, and we run off to our rehearsal space and we rehearse all day until that night when
0: we perform. This weekend will mark the fourth time that Amanda has taken part in Fusion Fest. And she says it's a great way for students to get involved with Momma's Theater program.
2: And as Dr. Campania was saying, it's it's really a nice way for incoming freshmen to get involved in our department. I know as an incoming freshman myself, I was I was terrified, right? I was coming into this uh, brand new department with all these amazing theater artists and I just wanted to get involved. Um, But I was I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of not getting into a show. I was afraid of um, getting into a show and then not doing well. And so having Fusion Fest be our right off the bat first thing um, gave me and continues to give incoming first-year students an opportunity to just try.
0: And Vanessa says that in many ways Fusion Fest is a perfect representation of what Monmouth College is all about.
1: Um, But for me Fusion Fest is a fantastic opportunity um, to see two things that for me are requirements of a good artist and and really for a good liberal arts student and one of that is vulnerability. I have tremendous respect for our students who say sure let me write something in 12 hours and present it in front of the public. I think that's a major risk. Similarly with our directors saying, sure, let me take something, glance over it, and then lead other people through it. That's a risk. The other thing is creativity. Um, some of us languish in creativity, and we just love this long rehearsal process where we can think about all of the options. But real life has deadlines. for. For our students in classes, they have deadlines, and for our artists, they have production deadlines every single time. And to be up against a really tight deadline, um, I think it's good. It forces them just to reach into that proverbial tool belt and say, what creative choice can I make? Okay, this one's going to work, and I'm going to run with it, and just let their imagination take over. It's great.
0: That's theater professor Vanessa Campagna and theater senior Amanda Grissom discussing Fusion Fest 5. It will be presented this weekend on Saturday evening at the Fusion Theater. To read more about it, check out the story in the news section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Before we get into this week's athletics segment, a reminder of the numerous ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum, the college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at ThisIsMonmouth. And a sure way to hear some great songs to get you ready for football games throughout this entire fall season is to dial up Monmouth College on Spotify. The Monmouth College women's soccer team is off to an impressive start this season. Coach Nick Rizzo's youthful team is 2-0 after outscoring their opponents by a combined margin of 11 nothing. Both wins came out at Peacock Memorial Athletic Park, and they were witnessed both times in front of impressive crowds. This Saturday, September 8, the Fighting Scots hit the road when they head to Southern Illinois to play at Principia College. Then they come home for a 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon match on September 9 against Alverno College, which will be played at Peacock Memorial Athletic Park. Monmouth is picked by the coaches in the Midwest Conference this season to finish second. That's a season after being runner-up in last conference's tournament. Nick says that one of his jobs as the coach of the women's soccer team is to make sure his players focus on the game at hand and ignore the preseason prognostications.
3: For us this year, there are a lot more expectations when you go from being runner-up in the conference tournament and being preseason pick second. I think there's a lot of expectations that are put on you, and so our goal is with our girls is almost to hide as much of that stuff as possible because no one at the end of the day is going to care about that when we're playing them. They just, they're just they going to come out and be really hungry to beat us every time because of all these additional stats. and So we have to keep a good level head and really focus on us and continue to do a good job, which I thought we did
0: and as Nick points out, Monmouth women's soccer is still relatively young. Freshmen and sophomores account for more than 75% of this year's roster.
3: When your experienced players, are, you only have two seniors and four juniors. You're still, still definitely a pretty youthful team. And I think that the nice thing is I think our sophomores are very, very mature. I think they had to play a lot last year. And so they have a little bit more experience. And you can just tell with them they're more comfortable and obviously with Wolski and Lily, and then KJ, or sorry, Wolski and Lingle, and then Lily, KJ, JC Mack for our junior class and senior class. Like they do a good job leading our younger groups.
0: Nick says that one of this team's intangible assets is its chemistry.
3: The nice thing that we have in spades is we have girls that really are invested in the program. We have our upperclassmen and especially our sophomores that are coming up as well, really care about what we're doing this year and they make the freshmen feel incredibly welcome and it's, it's been really nice that we've been able to continue to build this. And is it perfect? Absolutely not. But it's something that's definitely gotten a little bit better each year, and I think that we're continuing to grow with it, which hopefully long-term will make this something that can last a while. We have a ton of girls that are 4.0 GPAs. We had one girl get freshman woman of the year last year, and so we definitely have a, a really strong group of girls that, again, just want to be a part of something, and they're making us better because they want to do that.
0: That's Mammoth Women's Soccer coach Nick Rizzo. You can follow Mammoth Women's Soccer on Twitter at ScotsWSoccer. And you can follow Mammoth College Athletics on Twitter at MCFightingScots. Of course, point your browser to MammothScots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll catch up with classics professor Bob Simmons. He'll preview Classics Day Festival Roman numeral four. Art professor Stephanie Ball will join us again, this time to talk about Mammoth's introduction to the liberal arts class that all Mammoth freshmen experience. And we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Mammoth College athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this third edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.